Hello and welcome to Game of Moans, the podcast where we are re-watching Game of Thrones an episode at a time and, well, moaning about it a lot, really. Uh, I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, our very own mountain, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And uh, here we are, end of season four. This is the halfway point of the show, really, isn't it? It's sort of. I think it's actually technically slightly over halfway, isn't it? But Yeah, uh, yeah, we're kind of past halfway because it was 73 in total on that. Yeah, so here we are, season four, episode ten, the children, um, and just to, I mean, let's just dive straight in. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say at the end. Um, we spend an awful lot of time on this show complaining about openings. This one, I thought, was really fucking good. For a yeah, um, I've got to say as well, um, I complained last week that the way they the way they ended last week it was a. a I, I I didn't realize there was so much um, north in this episode. I um, I'd forgotten most of it um, until I watched it. Um, I thought that you know, last week was the end in the north, and then this week was going to be um, everything else. So all the stuff with Tyrion, um, and I bemoaned the fact that we didn't get a proper ending for um, for Gren or for jo- uh, for Egret, um, and the um, the the um, the Wildling story was just kind of kind of meander on for a little bit. So I've got to eat a little bit of humble pie on this one because the stuff I said they needed to do, so you know, the the funerals and the burials and him you know, him letting go of regret, that all happened this week. Um, yeah, it, so, it, they handled that really well yeah. this week, uh, as um, I'm sure we'll talk about in length as we go through. Yeah, um, so I mean, that, that's something I, I've got to come out with straight away. Is I you know I I didn't remember it, um, and I got that part wrong. Um, but all the stuff we were saying last week they needed to do they, that they should have done, they've done it this week. So um, fair play to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to dive straight in, yeah, I thought the opening was really good. Maybe, um, again, could have opened slightly later, but in, in general, much better than usual. Yeah, um, I, I don't think, I, I think, to be honest, they could have opened later, but I think with what we got, it was fine. Yeah, absolutely I, I, fine. I, it was, I sometimes it was we have so much meandering and so, you know, so much establishing and so much setting things up. We didn't get a lot of that here. Um, no. It, no, it it, it took us you know, from where we ended off, where we ended last week. It just took us straight through. So I was quite happy with that. Yeah, it was good. Um, then we get this scene with John and Mance um, talking of Egret, and yeah. it's it's great. Straight away, she hasn't been cast aside. You know, the, this is what the show lacks so frequently with yeah. these deaths. Like, we saw her die last week, and immediately we're dealing with it again this week. Yeah. This isn't something that's been cast aside and forgotten. She was important to both of these characters, and so she will yeah. be discussed. Um, it was, yeah, I, I thought it was good, handled really well. Um, and we we had, I thought, one of the best lines, um, not just this season, I think in the show, um, just in terms of the writing, not in terms of it being showy or anything like that, but mm-hmm. there is a beautiful line in the scene where they're talking about all the people that they've lost, and there's an exchange yeah. um, where Mance is talking to John, and he says, you know, he was the last of his line, he was a king, and John says, yeah, Gren came from a farm. Yeah. Uh, but it, the way it's written and the way it's delivered has so much weight. I thought that exchange was was excellent. You know, like they are both people. Doesn't matter yeah. whether you're a king or not. This is the cost of war. People yeah. are dead. Um, and it's like we were saying, you know, as John ended up last week, this is what Egret's death has done now for John. This has moved him to a point where it's look, everybody grow up. People are dying. It's not yeah. about your war. It's not about who's in charge. People are fucking dying. Yeah. So I, I thought that exchange was excellent. Um, I, I thought 
I thought it was very well written and very, very well delivered. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, really good. Um, and then, of course, Mance has to test John, um, you know, which, which again is good. It's showing us the effect of Egret's death, you know. Where is John now? You know, this is clearly yeah. a different John to, to the John that met Mance last time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought all of that scene was was top notch um, and did, you know, accomplished a lot of what needed to be accomplished to move John on as a character and to help us deal with Egret's death. We will see more of it later on. Um, but this initial scene between them, I thought was excellent for, for both characters. In fact, you know, Mance gets his point across as well of that. Actually, you know, look, this isn't about killing crows. This is about yeah. if we stay here, we're dead. We're just yeah, asking but... for you to let us live. Basically, well, that's that's right, and I think that it's for for both characters, it's a, a rare open exchange where there there are no agendas. There's nobody playing any games. It's you know we need to pass. We just want to pass through. We just want to get the other side of the wall. So we can hide behind it like you because we know what's coming. No, winter is coming, um, and from John's perspective, when um, uh, you get the the raiders coming in, in a minute, he says, "Is this you?" And he says, "No, you already know. We haven't got the men." And no, they're both being brutally honest with each other. So look, I, it, at this point, nobody gives a fuck anymore because, as you said, it's not about the war anymore. It's just about survival. And you know, John, John's there, and John could John could have quite easily not made it to that tent. He could quite easily have been beheaded as soon as he set foot in their camp. Um, and he, I think he, you know, he knows that, and that's a that's a price he's willing to, you know, he, he's potentially willing to pay because he want no, he wants to he wants them to recognise that. No, I say it's not about the war. People are dying, as you said. Um, and yeah, he says, look, no, yeah, you've just pointed out we've got 50 men. We can't attack you. We haven't got the numbers. We haven't got the advantage. There would be no benefit to it. When we were behind our wall, we could have just picked you off, which is what we were doing. Um, and it just, it makes, it puts them both in a position where they're both wrong footed. Neither of them know what's going on. Um, but they're willing to put that aside and effectively stand together because if one of them's going to die, they're both going to die. And they're yeah. both kind of willing to accept that. Yeah, um, great performances, great writing, great yeah. scene. Uh, and then Stannis has got to show up waving his big old fucking Stannis dick around and yeah. just being an utter prick to everyone for yes. no reason whatsoever. There is no good reason for him to be a complete prick here. No, um, and I don't know, as you see it occasionally, I think it's more, um, it's a persona that he doesn't know how to turn off. Yeah. Because you see him a lot of the time when he's in close quarters with... Davos with Melisandre with his wife whose name I can't remember when you see him in these small scenes yes okay he's, he's slightly brittle he's slightly acerbic um, and um, he does tend to snap but he's not a complete cunt all the time whereas he's, as soon as he's got an audience he's a, I'm a king I've got to play the king so I'm going to treat everyone like they're garbage because I'm the king and I'm above everybody else and he immediately changes so that, so that he talks to people like you know, he, he's always talking down to them because they're not. You know, he's just reminding them that he may not be the actual king, but as far as he's concerned, he's the true king because he has a blood claim and all the rest of it. And it's annoying because I think there's a lot of work that could be done with Stannis. Um, and it's it tends to be overlooked because anytime you see him, he's either plotting something, in which case he's he's relying on other people to tell him what to do, or he's acting up and generally being a bit of a bellend. Yeah, which is what is happening yeah. here. He's and it's really annoying. And the bellend. It's it's really annoying because the shot, there's the shot where he, you first see him. So you have these really nice, um, you know, sort of high wide shots of the for, the formations of the the um, the riders coming in, all you know, so the the, um, the the attack shots and all the rest. So that's all really good. And then you get this again, this you know, lovely hero shot with him and Davos riding through the smoke, 
works really well, and then he opens his fucking mouth. Yeah, and just yeah, and he's just an utter prick for no reason. I don't know really what he's even planning to gain here. Um, just yeah, just being an utter dick uh, ruins the scene. If I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, and I've got I've got I've always, I queried this when I when I first watched it right. He he has set sail from Dragonstone with all his troops and all the rest of it and the and the Iron Bank's money, and he's landed north of the Wall. Why? There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing up there. No, that's what I'm saying. There's no reason for him to be here. But you know, even if he went right, okay, well, I'll go north, but I'll come in south of the Wall because the Watch are going to be some either sympathetic or they're not going to want to get involved. And then I move down to Winterfell and start making my way south. Why the fuck would you go north of the Wall? It's basically going to an unoccupied part of Scotland. It just doesn't and, make any fucking sense, does it? Yeah. And had it not been, I, I know he doesn't know. He, no, the timing would be incredibly coincidental, and he wouldn't know this. But he turns up there, and there's no wildling camp there. They've just had a battle with the bastards from the wall with the wildlings, and they see another fucking army turning up. Yeah. That's not going to go well. No. So why? I just don't get that. There's no strategic reason for doing that. No, I can't. I do not understand why he's here. No, um, other than it converges two stories. Yeah, but he's about as welcome as a fart in a lift. Um, well, to be fair, he's like that the entire fucking show. And there are, there are times when I don't mind him, but here he is about as welcome as a fart in a lift. Um, we just don't don't need him. He ruins the entire fucking scene. But, you know, it is the last episode of a season, so we have to see where everybody is and what they're doing because yeah. that's how Game of Thrones works. Yeah. So that's the only reason I can I can think for him being there. Um, likewise, we get this scene with the mountain um, next, which I, I love the ominous mood that is setting up. You know, we've got yeah. kind of this mad doctor experimenting. Yeah, the essentially whole Frankenstein is what's going on. It's, there's definitely a Frankenstein vibe going on. Um, and I like all of the setup. Unfortunately, when the payoff comes, well, we'll talk about when the payoff comes. When the yeah, payoff comes. Like, I, I've um, forgotten about this. I've got to be honest. I remembered... Um, I remember the fight with um, uh, with Oberyn, and I remember him being badly injured. And then I kind of, because this is only one scene, and like I've talked before about how I watched up until this point, um, I, I must have glossed over it or forgotten about it or something, because I'd forgotten that he'd, no, he'd been stabbed with a poison-tipped spear. I've, I'd forgotten this whole thing about um, Pycelle being ousted and, and Kyborn being brought in to, to, to save him, um, and the fucking giant Acme needle. Um, I'd forgotten all of that. So when he then appeared, when we get the payoff for this, um, whenever it comes, I could not for the fucking life of me remember why he was like that. Yeah, it just completely passed me by because yeah. it's done so quickly and so I don't say innocuously because it is a decent scene. It's just it doesn't I seem to fit because it's great, rather pointless. It's just, it, it we'll just talk about it where it is. We'll talk about it when it pays off. I think the scene is 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 great. Um, yeah, I agree. It doesn't necessarily fit, but again end of season so we have to yeah. see what everybody's doing um we'll talk about the payoff when we get there probably next season um because yeah. i do have some issues um and they're with people that we don't normally have issue with i think over this one so we'll we'll talk about yeah. that when we get to it but for now i thought the scene was yeah it was good it was ominous um yeah. you know really good um we get a scene with Cersei and Tywin. I'm moving to this quite quickly because this is one of those episodes. It is one of those it, fucking it schizophrenic. Does. It moves all over the place. Yeah, because we have to spend two minutes with everybody yeah. to see where they're going to be for next season. Um, Cersei and Tywin again, fantastic scene. She is just magnificent in this scene. Yeah, um, I mean, I 
I was I was looking forward to it. I remember this scene because and it's one of the it's one of the rare ones I remember where not a great deal happens because actually Tywin loses. Yeah. Oh, and loses um, big I, style. Like she she doesn't even give him chance. Yeah, uh, it's it's very much um it's very much a case of no, I know exactly what you fear, but you know, and I'll I'll destroy your legacy. I'll destroy the family's legacy because all of a sudden Tommen won't be king. I'll probably be fucking burnt at a stake or something because you know I fuck my brother. He'll be burnt at a stake as well. You'll be the laughing stock, and you'll you'll have executed Tyrion as well. So the the Lannister line will end. Yeah, and she just completely goes from says I don't give a fuck because. You're pushing me into this, and we talked about this last season, whereby we had the whole thing of, you know, when he said that you know, she he, she was going to marry Loras, and she said, no, her, she pleaded, don't make me do it again. Yeah, and like, she's had basically a year to come up with this, um, and yeah, you know, she actually, you know, she comes out on top, and he loses in quite dramatic fashion, and it's I mean, one she, of the she, only times we see it. Yeah, she doesn't even give him chance. It, more or less her opening gambit of the scene before she launches into all that is yeah. I'm not interested in hearing another of your silly stories about or another one of your smug stories. I think it is well, another yeah, one of your smug stories story. about how you won. This isn't going to be one of those times. She just yeah. flat out tells him like, you are not going to win. So sit down, shut up, listen to me. Yeah. Um, I, she's just fantastic in this scene. Yeah, as I, as we've said many times when she's got the material, yeah, I mean, she's always good, but when she's got the material, she is just nothing short of amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, and I, I liked it as well because the the way he speaks, um, and she, she's right, he is eternally smug, and the way he speaks when whenever it's if it's with her, it's with Jamie, with Terry, anybody, he is a sanctimonious smug prick, and yeah. he he always know he always knows he's one step ahead. So whatever you say, I've already thought of that, and I've got an answer for it. Except this time, he didn't have a fucking Scooby-Doo. No. He just no. D- didn't see it coming. because, And I think that every time it's been mentioned, be it uh, implied or explicitly said about her and Jamie, he's just flat out, no, nope, that's bollocks. Don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah, he's just in He's in the river in Egypt, isn't he? Yeah, um, absolutely. Up to his knees in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, and it's it's one of those that he just, he can't comprehend a world where because no, because he no, he deems it no, he deems it to be unnatural and wrong and all. And um, as it's been discussed so many times in the show, that he doesn't want to believe that actually that could, his family could be guilty of it. Other people, yeah, other people's families, yeah, but not the Lannisters, not my children. And yeah. just, no, it's just completely. Th- and I don't think, and she she calls him on it. it. It's never occurred to him that actually it might be true. Yeah, no, he just he hasn't allowed himself to think that thought. Yeah, um, he, he he's just completely, well and truly, firmly in denial over the whole thing. He'll yeah. just choose to ignore it until it goes away, uh, and he's rich enough and powerful enough that ninety percent of the time, that can can be a thing that he can choose to do yeah. until it's his own daughter, and yeah. then he can't. Yeah, that's it. All of a sudden, he can't deny it. And he, he he can't tell her she's wrong. No, because, because she's there are two people who know, and she's one of them. Yeah, she she's absolutely the person to say what's going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think she's great. Um. We see her again next and scene with Jamie. And when this opens, Jamie is reading the book again. Yeah. I cannot believe how much I didn't take notice of this book on yeah, the first watch through. Yeah. Like, and when we get to the end and the book and the book comes up again, it really pissed me off. I'm thinking, where the fuck has this come from? So did I. Like I liked it. I, and I think I've said before, I liked, I liked it as a, device, it as a narrative like... device. I thought it was a it was a lovely touch, a lovely flourish. But I I 
flat out didn't realize it had been seeded literally like i think we've had it in every season apart from the first i'm not uh, sure about that i certainly know in three and four we've had it um i'm not sure if we had it in the second season but yeah my i i again i may have glossed over it but i completely i'd completely forgotten about it and then when we get to the end i do have some issues with that story arc that gets to that point and we'll talk about that when we get there because i know know we're going to disagree on this one quite heavily but um there's some issues with that but i i'm same as you i cannot believe i didn't notice this fucking book because when we get to the end it's like oh fuck okay that's something that's actually really well handled it's it's one of the best handled stories in the show i think um it it ends perfectly and this just I, i think i said this when we talked about the book first time out, like yeah. this just strengthens that and makes me love it even more. Um, so points for that. Um, the scene itself between yeah. them is their relationship is getting really fucking weird at the moment. It's almost fucking. It, it's kind of abusive, but to a point where they take it in turns to be the abuser. Yeah, it's it's so up and down, isn't it? Because like we we had it. Um, like we've had it. You know, he he came back from being held captive. He made his way back to King's Landing. And she was completely dismissive and cold and all the rest of it. You were gone. Yes, okay, you might have been a prisoner, but you were gone. You weren't here when I needed you, so fuck you. And then we had the, the whole rape aspect, which just, I don't want to start on that again because Man, that's just I, so fucking icky. I almost and then, forgot about si- it. Like, since then, again, their relationship has been, com- there hasn't been one. I think they've very rarely been in scenes together, just the two of them. They've been, they've been in scenes, like they're in Tyrion's trial together. They were at the wet, no, they were. Um, no, they've been about together, but they haven't been, you know, they haven't had a scene just together. So, and when they have, Cersei's been an absolute bitch. And again, possibly rightly so, given the events of, excuse me, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, she's been completely cold and dismissive and hasn't wanted to know him. And then all of a sudden, she just come, she comes in and she's like, yeah, fuck it. You know, you're going to be my lover now because I've, to- I've told the old man and he can go fuck himself. And yeah. it's just like, all right, hang on, where's this come from? The, the character, the, the characters at this point are just completely fucking all over the road. Yeah, all over the fucking shop. And it's really, it's really disconcerting. And it's really annoying because, as I said, the the two actors are great, and generally when you put them together, when you put any of the three Lannisters together, the three Lannister children together, they are fucking good. But for whatever reason, they've just kind of, I don't know, it's just that they've they've not really been sure what direction they're taking this season. Or what? Or how they're going to get there? So they just kind of, oh, well, yeah, this will be a really good scene. This will be a really good scene. This will be a really good scene. And not thought how they join together and where the map is taking them. Yeah, and it's just it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, and I, I mean, would agree. You know, we, we know we know how it's going to how it's going to work out because she's going to go in and they're going to they're going to end up together. And we get um, a reversal of the lines we had um, when he rapes her at the set, where he says somebody will walk in and she says I don't care. Yeah. And it's a well, we get we get that callback, and I'm not sure, given what it's calling back to, I'm not sure whether it's appropriate or whether it's the right thing to do. But again, it's in there as something they've, they've tried to keep within a continuity. The thing they haven't kept within a continuity is the fucking characters. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the callback. I mean, it would have been shot before they had chance to have any blowback from the rape, but I think the callback does go some way at least to reclaiming it. Um, it suggests yeah, that actually, you know, that is not a horrific event for her and not no, something well, that she would rather forget. You know, she's able to joke about it, which, you know, yeah. that well, says, I mean, again, book, more it's... about how fucked up these two are. But that's OK if that's who they are. Yeah, I mean, in, in the book, it, so it start, well, I think we discussed it at the time that it starts off as him being effectively an aggressor. 
but she relents and it, it becomes consensual whereas that's not the way it's done in it's not certainly what not what's shown on the screen um and maybe that's you no know, that's how they tie it back that this is how it you know that callback does come from the book but because we have because it's an adaptation we haven't had the same source or we had the same source we haven't had the extent of the same source we don't know that no. so again i think it's it's kind of clumsy in that way it is but it, yeah I, I do feel a little bit better about the rape having seen that she can make fun of it essentially yeah um, well that's a sentence you never want to hear yourself saying i feel better about the rape no but then you know you play the cards that you dealt and this is what the wonder twins give us to deal with so yeah. you know make of that what you will um so moving on quickly from my feeling better about rape um yeah. that's not to say we advocate it if, hell no like i feel better about it that's not like i it's, it's still fucking disgusting um i just feel slightly better about it um so moving on uh peasant problems me yeah, it's been a while. Uh, at least two yeah. weeks, I think. Um, yeah. do, you, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we had the uh, the goat herd turned up with the charred remains of his goat yeah. and said, and I said, "What's to stop now? Any, any old Tom, Dick, and Harry murdering their, murdering their kids, murdering their goats, turning up with some charred remains, yep. and getting what they want? Look what happened." Yeah, there you go. And so once again, Danny learns, or at least should learn. Um, I mean, before the kid shows up, even we we get this discussion with with the slaver. Yes. Uh, or the slave, rather, slave. Uh, yeah. basically begging to be indentured back to his master because yeah. he had a better life. Um, and so Danny should learn that her actions were unwarranted, unlawful, unjust, all of these things, that she is essentially a fucking tyrant. Uh, but yeah. she doesn't. She very begrudgingly allows him to go back for a year yeah. um, as if she's doing him a fucking favour. Like, well, yeah, this is it. And I mean, even the like Barrison says that this, this, the masters will take advantage. Of course, they fucking will. Yeah, she's she's because at the end of the made year, the situation worse. Yeah, what she's basically done is legalized it. Because at this point, at the end of a the year, they'll say, right, okay, well, you can't be you can't be my kid's teacher anymore, but you can be the wet nurse. Yeah, you, you know, you can you can be the person who cleans the floors. You can be something else, and you'll still be here. And I still won't fucking pay you. I'll keep a roof over your head. I'll, I'll feed you a, a minimal amount and you will be grateful for it, but you won't be my slave anymore. No, she's, she's what, made it worse. What, what an idiot. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you, you get that. That that was fucking stupid. Um, and like, as, as you said, no, as, as you said, this is something that she, she hasn't learned. And unfortunately, her conscience has disappeared. She fucked him off last week or the week before, whenever it was, when she sent him away. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, there's now nobody telling her, look, that's a fucking stupid thing to do. And yeah. he, he might be a bit more diplomatic than that, but nobody's saying, look, wind your fucking neck in. If you do that, this will happen. And then if that happens, this this, and this will happen, and then you're going to get fucked. But nobody's telling her that now because yeah. everybody, you know, everybody's seeing her as this great liberator when, in fact, she's come in, thrown a weight around, used one of her hired guns to kill another hired gun and used that to, do to assert her dominance and then crucified people. What the fuck does she think she is? Does she honestly think that she's doing anybody a favor at this point? I think she does, though, doesn't she? That's that's the problem. She still, but, uh, yeah, this, this she is, still thinks she's the fucking arrogance. great white hope, doesn't she? Um, well, that's it. And like her demeanor is certainly getting to that point now where she, her confidence is growing. And I, I don't know whether it's confidence or arrogance. I'm not quite sure. There's a there's much of a line with with Daenerys. Um, but yeah, it's like. 
she is no everything she does is for the best it's, it's to benefit people it's for the good of the people it's good for it's for the good of the nation because she needs to be a queen and she needs to be seen as a leader and a just leader and a fair leader but actually what she's doing is just moving a goalpost for the same game she's still putting the slaves back in the hands of the slavers yeah absolutely um so yeah so that I mean, that's a fucking bonehead move and then you get on to you know the, and then the you next, get yeah the next the, one which is the uh the the the, the, the slaving, child remains slaving, like the, yeah, the dragon yeah the dragons um, are fucking burning and eating children now i mean what a what a fucking shit show that danny's rule is turning out to be do you know what i mean what an yeah. absolute shit show like why didn't she just leave well enough alone seriously well this is it i mean i know as, as we were saying she had enough she had enough soldiers she had um no she had the soldiers she had the ship she could have got to westeros and done what she needed to do she could have taken king's landing and then as was pointed out the you know the the the, the regions the other kingdoms were fall in line she could have done all that saved us four fucking years and just had done with it but no yeah. she's gone in tried to save everybody and you know made everything 10 times fucking worse but my biggest problem with this whole sequence right in in marine is that she 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 takes the dragons down into the catacombs where the fuck do they get these bastard huge chains? Well, I mean, she broke loads of chains, didn't she? So maybe she. But they weren't up. that big. I mean, the, ir- the, the, you know, the, the uh... fucking irony of it as well—the the breaker of chains—all of a sudden is chaining her own fucking children up. Yeah, I, I, I like that. As, as a movie, I, like I like that, that as well. I don't know if it's, it's intentional it, again, it's or not. It's got to be. It, it, I mean, I it's mean, good. I, it's good. We I mean, talked my... about you know when um, when they were flinging barrels of chains yeah uh, a couple of well towards the end of last season wasn't it and how how poor that was a use of symbolism like it was so on the nose whereas yeah. this is far more subtle like if you yeah. want this it's there i really yeah. appreciate the irony of it yeah i i, I think I, I firmly believe this came from the book it, it does see in the from some of the the irony and some of the humor you, t- you get from um things that i think are far too subtle for the wonder twins i i think martin's got a very good hand on handle on it and this is one of those things I, I can all but guarantee is in the book because yeah. it's it's so fucking loaded. But it's again, it's my internal logic thing. And it'll come up again way, way, way in the future when the dragons are bigger. Where does everybody have access to these gigantic fucking chains and collars from? Yeah, I mean these aren't these aren't just small chains, are they? No, the, these aren't these aren't the chains that the uh, the slaves were in, let's put it that way. No. And no, the, the and the collars are things that go around a fucking tree. I mean, I I honestly hadn't thought about it. I had suspended disbelief, but now you've said it, it's going to bug me. Um, it, it's how the logical side of my brain works. It just no. How do you get to that? No, how, where did they come from? Because presumably she hasn't waited six weeks for somebody to manufacture them and let the dragons go free in the meantime. She's had to act straight away. Mm. But she just happened to have these chains on hand. Yeah, very odd. So yeah, so um, that, that bugged me a little bit. It's, it's the, um, it's, the it's shock. Pet. The shot, though, you know, for all it might bug you, yes. the, the shot is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. especially when she's doing the second one and she's it's trying to nick the food from behind her and she's almost hugging it and putting it around it. Brilliant. Really and then the well. door just slowly closing yeah. in front of her and plunging them into darkness. It's it's fucking heartbreaking. The other thing that got me um, that I really disliked about this is I was watching this quite late on whatever night it was. Um, and so I had my headphones on quite loud. The fucking noise. The screech. Oh, my God. It nearly killed me. I thought my ears were going to bleed. Yeah. It was fucking yeah. horrible. I mean, I've got it coming through an amp. Yeah, and that's that's pretty nasty. But I can if it was over my ears, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that was piercing. Yeah, that was not pleasant. 
Yeah, um, but it's just a heartbreaking scene for all, you yeah, know, for all we've said about Daenerys and stuff. Like I, I like I, I really feel her pain in this oh, scene. I think it's very, very all, well done. There have been uh, a couple of scenes um, throughout the se- throughout the seasons we've had with her where you do kind of, no you you do kind of melt for her a little bit. You, you, your heart does break. You know when Drogo died when she lost the baby. Now, and you said, well, no things that weren't her fault, but no, she had a direct hand in certainly with Drogo. Um, no, she had a direct hand in, and then she just fucked him off. One of them, once he was all Christopher Reeve, he wanted in the use story, and she left him there. Um, but you do kind of feel that no, it's it's not just her plans are going awry, but no, her way of life is breaking. No, the fact that she you know she can't she she lost a child and won't have any more. The the man that she loved and who loved her just became a shell of his former self. His former self, and all these things that keep happening to her just don't, and. Again, you know, it's, it's clear why they're doing it. They, they, they're trying to knock her down and knock her down and knock her down, so she has these many triumphs. And you know, because you're you want to root for her because, well, she has a legitimate claim to the throne. And you know, the Lannisters, you no, know, the Lannisters are evil, and, and anybody else who comes in, we see all these evil characters. And she's, she, you know, she gets knocked down, she gets up, she has a, you no, know, she has a, a slight improvement. She improves her station, then she has another setback, another heartbreak. And I so thought you were breaking into tub thumping for a moment there. I was tempted. I really, you, really you was. You came so fucking close. You course I, corrected at the last minute there. I dude. almost, almost, almost did it. It was, it was, so that's where it started. It was intentional. And then I thought, no, I can't. That would be fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, so you, that's, it's, it's clear the way that the, her, her path has been written. It's not, it's not a straight arc where she starts. No, she starts down. And she has to sort of go through. She has to sort of work up to things. She is constantly being lifted up and then dragged down even further. And rock bottom just seems to be getting further and further away. Anytime she has a setback, she falls further, but she doesn't quite hit it. And you know there's something worse to come. And then, but she she comes back up and she just gets above where she was before. And they knock her down again. And it's the way that she's been positioned so that when we get into the later seasons of this show, you are so fucking rooting for her. That you know anything that does happen, then be it good, bad, or indifferent, you're thinking, "Oh fuck," because I you've wasn't. invested. No, I wasn't because they fucked it. But I that's, wasn't. That's, the, that's the intention. Um, and, and I wasn't purely because, and we've said it many, many times on this pod already. Um, I, I appreciate the effort of that, and I definitely see that the peaks and troughs of his story, and I'm, I'm all for an underdog. I love a good underdog story, but I cannot root for somebody that is just so clearly evil. I can't. Mm-hmm. She is clearly a despot. Like just. Well, this this is it, and I think that she's she's been positioned from no, from day one. She was a victim. She, you know, things were being done, or things were happening to her, not because of her. She had no agency. She was a tool for other people, and she, the, by positioning in that in that place from the start, it's no, it's as if no, they said right, okay, this is the person that you no, know, we really want to get behind her because fucking hell, she's having a hard time, and she's going to work, and she's going to she's going to suffer, and she's going to endure, and she's going to come out fighting the other end, and she's going to be better for it, and that's the way she's been set up from the very first scene where we meet her, and that's no, that's where I no, and it's no, it's all smoke and mirrors of the show, there's because so much going on anyway, but that's what we're supposed to see, that's where we're supposed to see her coming from. And then obviously when we get to the end and thing and things happen, people are oh, wow, that's really no, that's really doesn't work. That's not what's happened. No, that's not where we've come from. But as we pointed out, every time it's happened, you go, right, pause it there. That's her being a cunt. That is her yeah. revealing her true self. That's her true nature. But people are and we're we're so we're directed to ignore it or overlook it as being challenges because of her character and all of her character's experience and all she's been through rather than seeing as her being actually very calculating and very determined and very focused on her end goal, um, which is getting to uh, getting to the Iron Throne. 
and we're supposed to either not see or overlook the fact that yeah she's a fucking tyrant yeah and, and that's that's the problem every time she has a victory it's at the expense of hundreds if not thousands of innocent lives um yeah and we'll, we'll come to it again i mean we had um there's um there's a reunion with various dothraki um clans in a season or so's time and that ends very fucking badly for most people mm. But yeah. she comes out of it smelling slightly of smoke, but no, mainly of, of Rosa. She comes away from it as 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 though it's a victory, when yeah. in fact she's just gone in and fucking massacred, massacred people. again. Yeah, and so I find it very difficult to root for her. Um, mm. But there you go. As you say, she does get knocked down frequently, and yeah, and it's, does, it's, it's yeah, annoying because back it's, up obviously, again. it's obviously that's the way. Um, you know, you never keep her down. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's I say it, it's the way that. I, and I don't know if it's the if it's Martin's writing or whether it's the way that the the Wonder Twins want to do it and are trying to misdirect people, but it's really anno- it's 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 really annoying because as you said, when it then comes around and people go, oh, she wouldn't do that. She's already fucking done it. She's done it like three yeah. or four times at this point. Yeah, um, it yeah, it's annoying. Uh, more on that as her story progresses, I guess. Yeah. Um, kind of pretty much week by week, I think. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, so. Speaking of gaps in logic, as you were just before we went off on our rant there, um, <laughs> John got back fucking quick, didn't he? Like, he was yeah. literally telling Stannis last time we saw him that he needs to burn all the bodies by nightfall, okay? Yeah. Now, that suggests that he got to Mance and had the discussion and got back to Castle Black inside of a day because well, when he gets there, they're burning bodies. Yeah, like they... we. <laughs> Again, it's it's this thing of you know, uh, of world building whereby we don't know how far Mance had retreated. I mean, presumably they're not going to be still camped outside Castle Black, but or, or camped outside the wall. But at the same time, they're not going to have gone too far because they still want to pass through. So, in terms of that, they're not going to have gone too far up, but just far enough they're not going to be picked off with arrows and catapults and shit. Um, and then by the time Stannis gets there, they're all on fucking horses, so they can put the prisoners on horses or, or or drag them in fucking carts or whatever. They can get them back relatively quickly. The quickest thing is how, how quickly they burnt all the py- they built all the pyres. Good point. Those are some pretty fucking hefty pyres, aren't they? Because it's not as if you can reuse the bastards, is it? No. And then good he goes out. Point. And he goes out and builds a, a really, you know, a really good one for Egret as well afterwards. So you know, it's like, well, that doesn't kind of tally either. I hadn't clocked the pyres. I'd chalked that up to suspension of disbelief. But, but yeah, you've got to have stuff to burn, haven't you? You have. You have. By the way, sorry if, if there's a lot of squeaking on my audio listeners. I have a new chair and I'm I'm getting used to it, but I'm very yeah. conscious that it's squeaking when I move. I think it, uh, sorry, I think it's counteracted by the fact I also have a new chair, which doesn't squeak. So where I'm normally squeaking, it's now you. Okay, yeah, so it's me instead of... So maybe you haven't even listened, and now I've just needlessly drawn attention to it. But anyway, if you hear squeaking, like, hands up, my fault. Uh, I promise I'll learn how to work it by next season. Um, He says as he also knocks the microphone over, just give in, Chris. Jesus. Um, (laughs) Not your day. Not your day at all. It really fucking isn't. Um, So... Yeah, that gap in logic annoyed me slightly, but everything that happens when he is back at Castle Black is just fucking great. It's and yeah. like I say, it's everything that we said we needed last week. You know, we get more yeah. talk of Egret with um with Tormund, and it's it's good between the you know, again, the two yeah. of them are sharing a loss. This is a person yeah. that was in both of their lives and she needs to be mourned. 
So they do, and it brings them closer, despite the yeah. fact that they still they are still sort of on opposing sides at, at yeah, this they're, point. Yeah, they're diametrically opposed at this point. But I mean, we we'll go on. I can't remember the in, the intricacies of the, of the story and like how Tormund comes to not be a prisoner anymore. But obviously, as we go through, and I think it's from the end of next season, there is very much there's very definitely an alliance between the two of them, um, and then that goes forward, and the the, the 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 relationship develops even more. So that's really good. It's it's a good starting point for it because. Up until, you know, where we had the bits with them last season, whereby John was with them and he betrayed them. He didn't trust him, but he trusted Egret. Mm-hmm. And he was quite, you know, he was quite happy to cut his throat. And whereas now, as you say, there's there's a common loss, there's no, there's, there's commonality between them. And all of a sudden it's like, right, okay, well, shit's going to, shit has happened, but more shit is going to happen and we just kind of need to deal with it. And they do share that moment where, you know, Thomas says, look, you know, it was clear she loved you because all she talked about was killing you. And there's this little fucking wry corner, right sort of corner, uh, corner of John's mouth goes up just no, just a fraction. Um, where you know he re- no, he realizes actually you no, know, even though she tried to kill him, or didn't as the case may be, um, that actually you no, know, she did care, and no, it wasn't all in his head, and it wasn't for nothing, and he had no, there was possibly a chance for them, and we saw that last week when um, she didn't kill him, um, and ended up dying herself. That she couldn't bring herself to shoot him because no, because there was a connection there. And I think it's just something that John needed in order to, in, to let him say, to let, to let her go really to say goodbye. He said, well, look, yes. Okay. Well, no, I did love you. And yes. Okay. I had, I had, other, I had, there were other things going on and yes. Okay. I know I lied to you. I betrayed you and all the rest of it, but I still loved you and you still love me. And there's some finality to that, which I think again, we, it's what I talked about last week that we needed for, for John to be able to say goodbye and we we got it in, and it was a really again it was a really nice scene and it's amazing what you can do when you show shit rather than sticking in 10 pages of exposition yeah that that's it you know the, this this discussion between them is is great and it spurs john on to take egret yeah. out and and burn her um and that scene of him just burning her and turning his back yeah just and walking away just walking away and then he just takes a moment um, they frame him perfectly against with the fire behind him. He just takes a moment to center himself, hmm. and you get the impression that yeah, this is him dealing with it. And like this is how every death needs to be done. Well, not every death, yeah. not every minor character, but when a major character in the show dies, it needs to resonate, and this does. You well, know, and it, is, I mean, Egret was she was. In two and a half seasons, but she wasn't a major character in terms of the overall story. John, no, John is the major character in this particular story arc, and she was a larger part of the peripheral cast. But she, it's dealt with because it resonates so much with John. It's so important to John and his development that they've dealt with it properly. Whereas you look at no, like Ned is a major character. Rob was a major character. Joffrey was a major character, and their their deaths were largely thrown away. Yeah, and it's and, and it's not dealt this, with. It's not dealt with, and that's one of the reasons this this sequence really annoys me. Is because, again, they show they can do it. They show they know the importance of it. So it's either that they're thinking, right, well, John's John's our lead, John's our hero, so we need to give him a bit more respect. We need to we need to show things affecting him more, or they just didn't fucking understand when they did it previously, and somebody took them one side and said, "Look, the fuck are you doing?" But then this isn't something they carry forward, unfortunately. Well, no, there's that as well. This is this is the one and only time I can think of where a death was handled really well. And it's handled so well to the point that I still think um, more should be made of it later. Like, this isn't something that should just happen and be forgotten. But yes. it is 
And I'm actually okay that it is because we deal with it in this way. Like I said, we see John visibly deal with it. Takes his moment, he centers himself, he moves forward. He's moving on with his life. He's left Egret behind him. That is okay. I I still think that this event should move him fundamentally and should be brought up later um, when he comes to make some decisions and certainly when he comes to form new relationships. But the fact that they This should break him effectively. Yes, it should. But the fact that he manages to move past this is only acceptable and I, I'm only able to deal with that and move forward because of this stuff. It's so needed and it's so well done. Um, so absolutely hats off to them. It is, as you say, though, all the more annoying when they show that they do understand and they can do it, but they just don't on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. Hey ho. Um, moving on. The, the shot of the tree is mm. absolutely stunning despite the fact that it is clearly digital yes and we've like, had it before we've yeah had yeah. It in, yeah we had it in the um in Crassus keep didn't we where um where he and bram were sharing a fucking vision um so yeah and it's it looks really good but yeah we've seen it before so it's not it's not the spectacle it should be because and we've already seen it and then digital as i say yeah and then we get this bit and um jojen is mean, barely on his feet and i i like this i like the scene right up until the point and i'm i'm jumping ahead in the scene and we'll come back through if, if we need to but the, no the things come up through the floor it's really atmospheric but then you've got jojen lying on the floor and you've got some fucking chucky arm which oh, is barely I love moving that. i, I fucking just love it, that love it love it love it, 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 it looks so fucking cheap it though given the terrible spe- it's it looks hilarious. awful, and it's it's the sort of thing you, you, we've looked at films on um, on better it's than Mario. Exactly the type of thing we'd see on Mario. I, yeah. I love it. It felt very Army of Darkness. It, it um, did, but it's again, it's so out of place. Is oh, the problem? I, this this whole sequence is out of place. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely fucking adore it. Um, I'd forgotten about it until it started, and then I instantly remembered it because I loved it first time around, and I love it now. Like skeletons are fucking awesome. Yes. Anytime skeletons are in anything, it's a good fucking time, right? Now I was like, this scene started, the shot of the tree was great, and then they talk some bollocks, and I'm starting to get really bored because this storyline bores the piss out of me. And then all of a sudden, a fucking skeleton bursts out of the ground, and my face just lit up. Like I fucking love me some skeletons. Like I, well, I'm a fan over- of mine, but beyond that, I'm not really that bothered all over it i like i love it love it love it love it um i think the fight with them is excellent i think they're really well designed some of them are clearly men in suits but that's pretty common yeah uh, but when you see skeletons and stuff army of darkness does that especially because you you need to get them moving in a particular way yeah yeah it's it's easier than animating it's all good and then yeah the arm stabbing jojen is hilarious i've even written it in notes the arm stabbing jojen lol um it just, it just again, it's just one of those, it just it. looks so fucking amateurish compared to what we've had, and it it made someone, me laugh. Someone, someone on this creative team, I guarantee you, is an Army of Darkness fan because the skeleton design is very similar to what's in Army of Darkness. The fact yeah. that they're all in medieval armor, the fight itself, all just feels like the end of Army of Darkness, and then that yeah, that hand just repeatedly stabbing him. It's just it's it's just classic Raby. It's it's just bloody and gory as hell and absolutely hilarious. Like I love it. I love it. I love the whole sequence. It 
it is one of the best sequences in the show and it just makes me wish that we had more of this that like this is all kinds of fucking awesome and i appreciate that this is a different show this isn't fucking dossing around in king's landing but this totally fits with all the stuff north of the wall and the white Hmm. walkers and all the stuff where the actual true story is so why don't we get it more like you know we had giants last week this week we've got fucking skeletons like this is amazing little group children yeah like this is absolutely amazing and all of a sudden like the the production design and the creature design they, they get to cut loose with this stuff and the show just like it just takes off running like it it, it leaves every other bad memory behind because all of a sudden oh, we're all gosh. fighting fucking skeletons and you've got fucking Hodor just smashing them to bits I, it's it's just awesome it's absolutely awesome um but it never happens again yeah and that's that's the frustrating thing and then like you know you get so you get the uh little tree child um who comes and saves the day and then i I even like the little tree child i didn't like i I didn't mind it um it was it's it's an interesting device and so it's it's moving things along it's introducing new things which is good no so we're setting up the end of the season for what's coming next that's fine but then they run into the cave and the skeletons just shatter oh the magic that that keeps them alive doesn't work in here well why the fuck Um, not it's fine i buy that and the skeleton shattering is awesome like it's a really it's good effect. Really cool. uh, I love the sound design on it. The sound they yes. make when they burst is awesome. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just one of those. That we, we never find out why. No. Um, it's fine. I'll go with it because this is the only time we really see this. Um, if it happened more, then... Yeah, then you question. I'd want to know. Um, but I, I just loved everything. It's like the best sequence in the season. I think, I'd bear in mind, I loved last week's episode, but it didn't have fucking skeletons, did it? Like no, no point had, had in the night to watch fight skeletons stuff. last week. So, ah, oh, I, I no, just fucking love skeletons, man. I, I really fucking love skeletons. You don't see enough skeletons in things. That's the problem. That so when true. you do see them, they're fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Then we get inside the tree, three-eyed raven, blah blah blah. Yeah. Now, I don't know why. I thought Max von Sydow was the three-eyed raven. No, I don't ever I don't remember. Know, I don't know why. I, I don't know why that is at all. But I was convinced. That it was going to be Mashed on Sido, and then when it wasn't, I was really disappointed. Yeah, um, I just three had Raven just fucking bores the piss out of me, to be honest. Like, all of this stuff now is just uh, just fuck off, just fuck off with all of this, even when it's yeah, you know, even well, the thing when... is, it's it's kind of it is kind of important for the mo- for most of the story with that, no, that or certainly no, that they, they should be telling, but because well... it's done so poorly and. But, but it, 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 it isn't. It? Well, it is because we get we get the origins of the White Walkers from it. We get some of the lore behind it. We get the way to kill them. All this sort of stuff comes out through this, and we get we we get answers as to what the fuck's been going on with certainly with Bran and this side of that story, that, that whole war. All that comes through, and we we find out stuff about that through what happens in the next season with um, with Bran and the Three Eyed Raven. The problem is again, as you said, because they don't follow this story through properly, we don't give a fuck. No, I couldn't care fucking two shits about it, to be honest. Um, the skeletons are far more interesting. Give me more skeletons and less three-eyed raven, and I'm fucking happy. Um, yeah. And it is it is especially um, the fact that, yeah, when it gets to its end goal, this goes nowhere. Like, yeah. the three-eyed raven actually has no sway over what happens towards no, the end. None whatsoever. So what was the point in it all? 
uh, much yeah. like uh, a lot of the stories in Game of Thrones, to be honest. Um, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there, because one in particular is especially bad for that. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so, yeah, that's out of the way. Then um, we get a lovely shot of Arya dancing, um, doing a walk yeah. dance. I, I just, I've said it before. I love this kind of stuff. Whenever we get to see her training and stuff, it's always really well shot. Um, yeah. And then just the way she's sort of instantly starstruck by Brienne is brilliant. Yeah. Like she's clearly found a kindred spirit here and she gets really excited because there's another female another, with a another sword. girl who fights. Yeah. And she's, yeah. And she's looking up to her, you know, it's, it's great. Um, it is. And it, it works really well. And obviously we get sort of that being stripped away. I mean, and as we've had with Arya so many times, she, anytime she lets herself get built up or excited about anything, it gets pulled out from under her. And straight away the hound appears and you know, points out that you know she's a Lannister sellsword because she has Lannister gold and all the rest of it. And immediately Arya just feels again she through no fault of Brienne's Arya feels betrayed. Yes. And it's it's again it's it's one of those where we just keep seeing you know, same as we had when she got you no know, they got to um, the Red Wedding just you know, just in time to see that um, Rob and Cat were dead, and they got to um, they got to the Eyrie last week. Um, or two weeks ago, just to find out that Aunt Lysa was dead. And even she is now coming to feel that, oh, for fuck's sake, this is just ridiculous. But this one, it was just, again, it was just, she started, she has this little moment with Brienne, and then it's just whipped out from under her straight away. And she, and it's just like, you just feel, again, you feel for her, because every, everything that happens to her, you just it's just another blow when you think, fuck, no, how does no, how does she come back from that? And it's the same thing, the thing where they, they, they do it with Daenerys. So I said, they build her up, and just knock her down, but they haven't built her up so high, so that when she gets knocked down, it's it's, it's more of a setback, but it seems seems like a, a bigger setback. Whereas Danny, because she has resources and all the rest of it, she tends to come back bigger and stronger. Um, but yeah, it's I also really it's it's also that I uh, by and large, okay, she's out for revenge, yeah. but at least that gives her a a just motive, at least in my eyes and in the yes. eyes of a hero's journey, it's a just motive. She's not wiping out entire civilizations she's no, out she's not revenge to on anything. very specific people yeah she's, she's not, not just running around killing anyone for the sake of it no she's she's not trying to kill people who stand in her way she is just trying to avenge not avenge wrongs yes no she's she's i say she's trying to avenge the death of her father of her brother of of, of various other things so she you no, know, she's doing it in her, in her mind there's a there's a morality to it whereas daenerys her, her family was slighted therefore she's going to take revenge on every fucker Yes. Um, so yeah, I really liked it, and then you know um, we get the interaction between Brienne and the Hound, which is and good. the initial standoff between them. I think is yes. is excellent, really tense, yeah, really did, well done, really well. Then um, the, the fight, fight starts, as well. I mean, we... it's it's awful at the start though. That like it it, it gets good. Um, I think when when they're trying to do all fight, the fucking the, the flourishes and the swords and stuff, that's uh, no. It's, it's just so clumsy. It's awful. It's, it's because they're as soon big, as they lose those, yeah, I yeah, agree. They're, they're, as they're as big lumbering dirty, idiots. It's yeah, a fucking it's down, phenomenal yeah. fight. She, no, she she knocks him. No, she knocks him down. They punch each other. He's pulling the hair. He kicks a square in a fucking box. Yeah, it's like no, it's it's a dirty. It's it's a realistic fight. Not oh, everything yeah. is clean and choreographed we, and all the rest of it. It's sometimes you've got to throw sand in somebody's eyes. Yeah, we spoke about it last week when we compared the. Um, 
the fight. Uh, who was it? Oh, it was oh, Thorne's fight. The... When we compared Thorne's oh, fight, fight yeah. to, um, to the scene in Gross Point Blank. And, yes, and this yeah. is also exactly that. This is just two people just scrapping for absolute survival. Like, it, yeah, if, if I don't swords, do this, I'm going to get killed. Yeah, because like both this, you know, they're both fighting with long swords. They're both big. They're both slow. They're both in armor. It's very, very clumsy. But yeah, as soon as, you know, as soon as they say, you know, oh, you know I'm not a knight basically and then they just beat the shit out of each other yes and it's brilliant it's just like it's a real fight like you say he fucking kicks a square in the cunt yeah. like that is class <laughs> well actually it's the complete opposite of class. it's the opposite of class yeah but in terms of in terms of a fight in terms of a fight move yeah oh you see it you'd see it very often where a woman will kick a man in the dick yeah totally but you don't see it the other way but this is like Fuck me! I I need to do something here. I need to get, take an advantage wherever I can. So yes, I'll kick her in the snatch. <laughs> just, yeah, it is just it's great. It's absolutely great. And then the fall off the cliff. Yeah, is just it's a real heart in mouth moment because it mm. comes out of fucking nowhere. It's yeah. very well executed. It caught me off guard the first time I watched yeah. it, and it caught me off guard again this time because I'd forgotten about it. Uh, it's very, very well done. It's a real, oh fuck moment. Yeah, um, and the thing is, that the last couple of weeks as well. I mean, we've again, he's another character who we've we've grown to like. He's starting. He starts off as a deplorable twat, and then slowly but surely, even though he's done, I'm, ta- I'm taking you. To, I'm going to sell you. I'm ransom you to your brother. I'm going to sell you to your aunt. We get all this talk, but actually, you know, there's an affinity between them where he is them. He he has started looking out for it. You know, it's not just because there's money involved in it. He actually cares. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we you know we do feel that like, oh fucking hell, this is somebody where you know we should like because you know he's he's become honourable. We've 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 got to a point now where he is doing the right thing, and then all of a sudden he's kicked off a cliff. Yeah. Um. So we are we are supposed to feel it, and I think no, it, it works really well. You know, as you said, it's heart in mouth stuff. Whereby you're thinking, fucking hell, right? Okay, well, no, that's another one dead. Yeah, and it's you know this is right. one of those fights where these are two characters that we've come to love. So there is there is no good yeah, here think, if think, one of them dies. Yeah, think, you know, we, we, there's there, no there will be camps who camps will say, well, you know, they they would rather she got kicked off a cliff rather she died, and so no, it's 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 one of those. It's not clear cut. Like, no, everybody wanted Joffrey dead because he was a cunt. Mm. No, no, yeah. nobody would have wanted Rob dead because he you know he was supposed to be our hero and he, he didn't fucking get to play that. So no, that there that there will be feet in camps, but with this fight, actually, you're thinking, hang on, it's choosing I, I really don't child, know, isn't it? It's like which uh, one? Yeah. You know, and, and there is there is no right answer. Which, to be fair, and and you've got to give him credit for this. Like I said, the the, the cliff is a heart in mouth thing because, you know, traditionally with a setup like this, you'd expect them to fight to some form of stalemate. Yes. You know, and and find ah oh, you're gone or something like that. But yeah. they and, don't and they do that. Lost. They they yeah. they plant their feet in the sand and yeah okay, you know we we find a way around it. But they plant their feet in the sand and the hound gets fucking punted off the cliff. Um, yeah, and you and it is oh fuck, you know, and then and then they double down on it then in in the scene with with him and Arya, you know, he's he thinks he's going to die, you know, and yeah. and the scene between them is really nicely handled, you know, we we see that he's grown to genuinely care for her, he's dispensing advice like mm. a father almost, you know, he's yeah. he's telling her, you know, remember what I've taught you and things. Um, yeah, remember where the heart is, now. and and yeah. it's almost like no, because I mean, he at this point, I say he, he, you're right. He he's convinced he's dead. He's convinced that he's gonna. Oh, there's there's no, there's no mates that come in to save him. There's not one hiding behind the rock, as he said. He's got a bone. No, his femur is sticking out of his fucking leg. 
he's in the middle of nowhere. Yes, of course, you know, we, we've established he's, he's 10 miles from the Erie. He is, no, he's a, he's a goner. And the one thing, the, the thing that I, I was really impressed with actually is that there's a very big role reversal where all the way through, Arya has been very emotional and very, um, very hot headed. And um, the Hound has been very plat, very rational, very matter of fact. And there's a, a huge reversal here whereby he's pleading with her. He's saying anything he can to make her angry so she will kill him because he would rather get stabbed through the neck or stabbed in the heart and die than just bleed out sitting on a rock. Yeah. Um, and she is completely detached. She just sits there staring and then ignores every fucking word he says, goes to does exactly what he did to somebody a couple of weeks ago where he just, yeah. walk, he, he's not in a position to stop her. So she just takes the fucking coin purse and walks off, leaving him screaming. It's, it's, it's so well scene. handled. Yeah, it shows yeah. so much of how far she's come. It's a nice callback, as you say, to, to a couple of weeks ago. And it, it rounds that arc off. Like, she she could kill him. His name is on the list. Yeah. But through everything, as he's saying, you know, essentially, remember what I've taught you, go for the heart and things like that. She is showing him that she is capable in doing this you know she is she is if you like giving him reassurance here like mm. i know i've got this and then yeah. she gets what she wants by walking away and leaving him which is arguably worse yeah. than actually killing him so she gets to both be compassionate to him in a way and also get what she wants by leaving him to die as far as she's concerned they are done and well, yeah. should he survive this and should they cross paths again She's kind of done. She's left him for dead, so they can move past this. Yeah. Um, and Maisie Williams just plays it perfectly, as you say. She plays it almost robotic. Yeah. Um, and and she it's it's kind of it's kind of the Batman conundrum, isn't it? Like she can't kill him. Yeah. But she doesn't have to save him either. Yes, like, exactly. She can just rob him blind and leave him be. Yeah. And that's what she does. And you know, in his heart of hearts, he appreciates that. You know, there's yeah. a part of him that as she's walking away is thinking, yeah, well done. Yeah, she, she, she could have easily killed me there. Yeah, and he's and, thinking, yeah, well done. Instead, she robbed me blind and she's left yeah. me for dead. I yeah, told she, she would have done she, the same thing. Yeah, she's picked up everything I've done to other people. She's, exactly. she's taken it on board. Exactly. So it's a, it's a great end to the little arc. Um, really, really well done. Yeah. So up until this point, even the stuff with, with Daenerys and, and the dragons and stuff as well, Everything's been pretty good, I think. Yeah. So strap yourself in. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's finish the episode as as we here we, here we <laughs> fucking go. Um, now first of all, Jamie saving Tyrion, I like another big step forward for his character and something yeah. that feels true to character. So yeah, and I'm it's something all... that's been seeded all the way through, uh, ever since the first season that Jay, you know, Jamie has always got his back. He's always looking out for him. Yeah. So I'm all good with that. But then. Yeah. Every single decision that Tyrion makes throughout yep. this last scene is completely yep. at odds with his character and yep. completely at odds with the Tyrion that has been built up over the last four years. First and foremost, why the fuck does he turn back? Yeah, no like, reason like, just whatsoever. Ended it. No way would he turn back. He is too fucking smart. Yeah, because he, he, no, by turning back, he's going to know that he's going into a fight. He wouldn't and, do it. He's too no. smart. He would he walk would, away from it because he would think, right, would, okay, if I go yes. back, I'm going to get fucking executed because He's, I'm not a fighter, I'm not strong, I'm not fast, I'm not good with a sword, I'm not, I'm going to get caught, I'm going to get executed. 
I'm going to go up these stairs, knock the door, and fuck the fuck off. He would play the long game. And as he does in every other confrontation, with the exception of Blackwater, because he had no choice. And even then, you can argue he played the long game by getting all the fucking... um, All the fire Yeah, all the wildfire. Right. So it is not in his nature to run headfirst into battle and won't be throughout the rest of the show either. In fact, people positively advise against it on several occasions. He he has in the last four seasons and he will in in the next four. We... This is the thing, and I can't get my head around this. I can't get my head around why he would turn around because I say he knows he will go back to die. Now, whether he's if he's resigned himself to die, and then why the fuck bother escaping in the first place? Just a way yeah. to be executed. If you if if you're planning on escaping because you've been let no, you've been set out. Why would you put that in jeopardy and put Jamie and anybody else who's involved? Uh, they've, they've said virus involved at this point as well. They? So why would you put those people in in danger? By going into a situation where you can't win. Yeah, it's it just doesn't make any... Right, so first and foremost, everything that comes after this yeah. is all wrong to me anyway because he should never have turned back in the first place. No, okay? he should never have been there. He should right. have been straight so, out the fucking door. So that's bad. Shay sleeping with Tywin and calling him her lion, therefore suggesting that she was playing Tyrion all along, yep. is utter bullshit and seems to have come out of fucking nowhere i had a problem with it a couple of weeks ago in the trial yeah i've got even more of a problem with it now because their relationship was definitely played as being real definitely and this is completely at odds with her character yeah so i watched um as i watched the um inside the episode thing after the um after the episode yesterday um, monday whenever i watched it and you've got the wonder trains trying to explain this one away all right. Right. So apparently, this is all because, and bear in mind, it's she's always been proud of the fact that she's a whore. It's a choice. It's not something she's been forced into. Yep. It's something she she chose to do because it was a lifestyle you know, that she could she could maintain and afford her her the like you know, the the other things that she wanted. Right. Fine. So they tried to explain this that be, he called her a whore when he sent her away, and thinking he was protecting her, but actually he cemented the fact that that's what that's all she ever was. So this is his fault, and then so then she she then takes that to heart, and becomes the thing that she always was in the first place. What? So so I, basically, I she she will do whatever a man tells her to do, which is much, exactly yeah. which was completely the thing that she was against from yeah. like day one. Like she from was a whore because we, she wanted to be yeah, a whore. From the first time we spoke to her, the first time we saw her, she was in charge. It was her game. They, you know, and she she did what she wanted to, and she you know she hoard herself because she wanted to because it afforded her to do other things. It's it was a choice, and it cheapens her entire character. Um, yes, I I had issues with her speaking out against Tyrion in the trial. Yep. I don't think that worked for no, character. Anyway. This is even fucking worse, though. Like I said, as, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, whatever whatever excuse they can come up with, up until. Th- two or three weeks ago, whenever the trial was, three weeks ago, I think, this relationship was played as 100% real. They were there for each other. And and we we talked about when we talked about the trial as well, that there are so many other ways to go through with it. Yeah. You know, she's been threatened, she's in danger, even the point of this, whereby, you know, she's sleeping with Tywin because if she doesn't, she'll be executed. Fine, give us something to play on. That's fine, but then to call him who lion... Yeah suggests that she's as complicit in a relationship with him as she was with Tyrion, which makes her a gold-digging whore. 
Yeah, which is um, not that, that's not what where she is. That's, yeah, that's never where she came from. That's never the way it was set up. She's and the exact from, opposite of that. Yeah, I know. And the, the fact where Varys tried to buy her off and send her away, and she just completely dismissed it. Yeah. And again, none of it makes sense. And then the whole thing, the, the My Lion thing, they, so they sort of, again, they tried to sort of make out that it was no something that Tywin had to had to do. Ty, Tywin wouldn't no wouldn't want to associate with the fact that Tyrion had been fucking her. No. So that makes no sense either. So it, it wouldn't have been a choice of his. And if it's a choice of hers, then they've, they've either misunderstood or misrepresented her character or just gone, you know what, fuck it, it'll be funnier. Uh, what it is, is, and I've said this before on the show, when your characters are telling you something is wrong, yeah, you should listen to them. Yes. And what this is, is Tyrion fucking screaming from the page that all of these actions are wrong and they just need a way to justify it. Yeah. They need to get him there and this is how they've decided to do it. But it doesn't make it right. Two wrongs do not make a right. No. Um, the only and... good to come out of this entire situation is I think Peter Dinklage is fantastic when he apologises. Like, yes. It, it's, it's such a just small moment yeah and he plays it as a small moment where he just he chokes her out and says i'm sorry yeah it's I, mean, I, I kind of like lovely the, i kind of like the jab of the hut death as well i've got to be honest that's yeah, just a nerd in me i look i like the death i like I, it just it shouldn't be there it it no. shouldn't be there yeah. and, and this bit i don't know i mean i know the next bit with tywin is in the book um because i remember seeing an interview with charles dance um after this episode um I didn't see it this time, so when I first watched the episode, and he was saying that somebody had tipped him off when he took the part that that was how his character died. Right. So okay. that's in the book. So whether 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 Shay's in the book, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't fit. It doesn't belong. I, I nothing after he, him being released fits at nope, all. Not at all. So okay, moving past that, as I say, I, I, I like. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that was that was very well. That was. That was probably the best part of the scene, to be of of the whole sequence, to be honest. It again makes no sense though, because if he's seen her and he's angry enough to kill her, then that suggests that he's flown into some sort of vengeful rage, um, which he shouldn't give a fuck about her by this point, really. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, again, I, unless he's apologising for the situation, it, yeah, it doesn't. It I mean, doesn't stack, but it's it's very well delivered if we choose to take the fact that they did really love each other. Yes. And maybe, as you say, maybe he's apologising for putting her in this circumstance, but that doesn't then track with her character. So if you no, think about it too long, everything falls back apart. Um, yeah. It almost seems like we're going to be back on track when Tywin shows Tyrion zero fucking respect. You know, Tyrion's well, there holding a crossbow, like, but Tywin is, is just hand-waving it. And that, well, that yeah, and it right. sort of starts. I mean, it starts the same way. Sorry, my microphone's falling over the place. So I've knocked it. Um, it starts much the same way as the conversation he had with Cersei earlier, whereby he is trying. You know, he is overconfident. He's talking down, and then he realizes that actually he's not in a position to do that. So he, his his demeanor doesn't change, but the words are different. All of a sudden, of course, you're my son. I was never going to let them execute you. Fucking bollocks! You told you told him time and time again. You should you should have drowned him at birth. So why? Yeah. So no, it it. We know we know it's hollow anyway, but it doesn't even sound as though it could be plausible because we you've already told us time and time again that you wish she was dead and you would no you should have killed him at birth. So 
why all of a sudden, when you've got a, a quote-unquote legitimate reason to execute him, would you back out? So, you know, immediately he tries to take control of a situation where he, ha he has no control, he has no authority, um, but, and, but then realises, actually, you know what, I've already been handed my ass once today, and now I've got my dick out, and I'm sat on the shitter, and somebody's pointing a crossbow at me, and yet again, I'm not in a winning position. So all of a sudden, we've seen him go from being more or less all-powerful to, to losing twice in one episode. Yeah, um, and, and that all feels fine to me. Um, it it, what it is, does, apart from the fact that it shouldn't have happened, but he shouldn't have been there. No, it, it shouldn't have T been there. really should not have been there in the first place. And and again, this, you know, they double down on it with Shay. They they go all in here with it. Like, look, Tyrion would never have turned back in the first place. He should never have been in a no. position to kill Shay. But more than anything else, he is way, way, way too smart to assassinate a the hand of the king. And B, the one person that is stopping Cersei having free reign over King's Landing. He yeah. is way too smart for that. He would fully realise the consequences of his actions. Well, I'm not is, accepting I mean, any excuse for it. I'm not no, even I mean, accepting, oh, he's angry, or he's, like, I'm not having it. He's too bullshit. smart. Absolute fucking horseshit. Um, the thing is, even if, okay, we say, right, going completely against type, he goes up to confront Tywin. Because now he's going to do that because that's what they've decided he's doing. He finds Shay, they have their altercation, and he kills Shay. At that point, he knows he's be, he's about to be executed for a murder he didn't commit. He has then committed a murder. Yeah, he's not going to fucking stick around, is he? He's going to get out of dodge. Yep. He has a boat waiting for him. He has a guaranteed way out. Why or why or why would he a, would he even go near Tywin in the first place? But B, having just had a fight which no he he came he won but he didn't get out of very well why is he then going to pick another one with somebody who could legitimately cut him in half it's just there's just so much stupid here like yeah why yeah. as you said when you went all points of view there why or oh, why or oh, why would he go anywhere near tywin to begin with not only because he's clearly uh, you know up against a loser not only because he's now committed murder not only because he's got a chance to escape, if nothing else, he would not give Cersei the fucking satisfaction. That's the big one for me. Like, he would fully understand the political ramifications of his actions here, and he would yeah. not allow that to happen. Absolutely no, and, and we see not. that, again, as, as we go forward. We, we see him making far tougher decisions under far more pressure and getting them right. Yes, this is a complete and utter crock of shit. This is just nonsense. And mind you, I don't necessarily hate the fact that he gets to kill Tywin. I think that feels good for his character. But these, the situation here is not right. It's just no. simply not. It's so out of character for him that it happens in this way. And if if you absolutely had to have it happen here... If if Tyrion had to kill Tywin, which as I say feels feels relatively right, I, I could go with that. Yeah. But if you had to get him to that point, then okay, I disagree with him turning back, but I could maybe swallow it. You get him in the room, then get his back up against the wall, because that's the only yeah. way I think this works. If it's kill or be killed, yeah, then I understand it. Yeah. 
but I don't understand it as a calculated decision. And they play it off like it's almost accidental. They play it off like the hair trigger goes, nonsense. He's pointing the crossbow in the first place. Like, well, but not only that, he's picked it up. He's picked up ammo. He's, he's picked up that convoluted, that convoluted fucking cocking device as well. Yeah. So he does that. And I, the first time I watched it, I did think, oh, fuck, it's gone off accidentally. But the again, the way that Peter Dinklage portrays it is that actually he's just completely fucking numb at this point and he doesn't care. And that doesn't, again, that doesn't ring true. That's not within his character. But then, he, yeah, I say the devil down on that. He then reloads to put himself back in that position. And then you think, oh, well, clearly it wasn't an accident. He's, he's shot him. So at this point, he's gone from being the smartest man in the room to, the to being a cold-blooded fucking killer. where He is now kill, well, killed in a fit of pique and then gone on to commit cold-blooded murder by shooting somebody twice in the chest while he sits defenseless on the shitter. And on top of all of that, on top of becoming a murderer, on top of allowing Cersei to raise to power, he's also just stabbed Jamie in the back. Yeah. Jamie was going to get in shit for releasing him anyway, but if he yeah. just got released and nothing had happened, probably could have made it fly. Now, Jamie's got his own father's death on his hands. Jamie has blood on his hands yeah. now. Well, this so, is it, because I mean, you could, you could have, I mean, had it, had he not done this, it, you, the suspicion would have been on Jamie, but there'd have been no way of knowing. No. In this instance, now Jamie has this, has this on his conscience, so he's his behaviour will change. Yes, Varys has now fucking disappeared. So all of a sudden, you've got two people who were quite clearly fucking involved. Yep, yep, it's utter utter horseshit. And okay, it comes from the book. Um, this won't be the first time I say, and won't be the last time I say, George R. R. Martin ain't exactly a fucking good storyteller either, is he? He's better well, than the well, fucking yeah. Wonder Twins, but he just, he, yeah, I he's clearly he not that brilliant away, I think. himself. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it frustrating because like, when we look at the episodes he's written, um, for the most part, they are good. Um, and um, clearly, you know, this. As as a, as a literary franchise, not necessarily a TV franchise, but as a literary franchise, this is popular enough to spawn a TV show, mm-hmm. and a very popular TV show. And you know, the books, you know, undeniably will have had a boost in sales because of the TV show. But people will have gone to 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 uh, bought them and gone on to read them because of the show. But there had to have been enough of a following to justify HBO's interest in the first place. So it's frustrating then when you get gaffes like this, where the narrative just goes out the fucking window. It's appalling, and the characters it's just completely. Appalling on everything they've done so it, yeah it's, it's frustrating to say the least um but then you get you get a reasonable scene whereby as in a virus puts him in the crate again Varys to call back to, a, to earlier on the scene with virus is yeah brilliant um, no scene, no words needed he just yeah. hears the bells and fucks off like just gets well, on the before that ship. we get a call back to the scene whereby um i think it was the second season possibly the third whereby He's he has the person who neutered him um, or yes, castrated him in, in the crate, basically yeah. captured and shipped him in the crate. And now, so we get a nice call back to that. And now, so now Tyrion gets into there. Once so we get all of that, that's brilliant. That's lovely because Tyrion was involved in that scene as well, I think. So he that's was. really good. And then gets him loads onto the boat. He's walking away. Here's the bell. He you know, he stops, swallows hard, turns back, and gets on the boat because he knows he now can't go back. It's it's excellent. So it's that's really all done well really well. And Conley Hill does a fantastic job of that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, really good. And I, that part I really liked. But yeah, it's just the logic of going, I know, I'm out. I just need to knock on the door, but I need to go back and kill some people first who I don't even know are there. No. Yeah. Fucking rubbish. Absolute horseshit. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of horses, we then so, yeah, get... So that, we, we 
could have had an absolutely amazing ending to this season. We could have. Um, yeah. You know, that, that that stuff we just talked about, withstanding, yeah. notwithstanding, you know, the, the episode's been relatively good. The season's been great. If it had just ended with Arya galloping away to freedom on a horse and the world of possibility that's in front of her, what a fucking yes. phenomenal ending that would have been. But no, we overshoot yeah. it. Overshoot it by a country mile. We yeah. find out exactly where she's going. And look, that, this is okay because it lets us know, you know, we're a little bit pumped for that next season then. But, like, we could have had all of this at the start of next season. Why didn't we just yeah. end with her no galloping away in the horse whatsoever. with the boat in the distance? Or at least cut from the horse to her on the bow of the boat if you want. But just yeah. to, to end with that, just that feeling of just she could go anywhere. She's free now. She's yeah. we we've already understood from the scene with her and the hound like she's now a killer. She now fully understands what she needs to do to survive. She's ruthless and she's free and she's dangerous. Yeah, like yeah. what an amazing ending that would have been. But no. Well this it it. has to I mean, be the whole thing of no, hasn't yeah, the hasn't been seen for over a season at this point. Um possibly longer. That was middle of season two, wasn't it? So a season and a half since we've seen him. Um, and he gave her that coin. We could, as you said, we could quite easily had her on the boat going any fucking way. And at the start of the next season, she rocks up. We don't know where she is. And she she goes to a harbour master or wherever and gives the coin. And then we know we're into that. This is what's happening for her this season. Yeah, And that would it's... be far more effective. And it's I remember like we said we... before with the show, they in their last episodes... Rather than wrap up what's gone on for this season, they tend to yeah, give us the start first the episode of the next season, and that's exactly what they've done again here. Yeah, and I, to be fair, it's only in this; it's only with this. So the rest of the episode, it is. Like they I haven't say, we really done that. We could have had a fucking fantastic end to a to a phenomenal season. What is unquestionably for me the best season so far? We'll come onto that when we wrap yeah, up. That, they could yeah. have they could have absolutely nailed that ending, and we could have gone out on a real high. And that's not to say that we haven't, you know, I've still thoroughly enjoyed the season and I'm satisfied with the ending, but I could have been like ear punching at the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? It could have been a real yeah. exhilarating cliffhanger ending. Like, where is she going? You know, I can't wait for next season. Yeah. I want to know where she's going, but we yeah, know where is she going? What so, is she going to do next? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Not... so, I mean, that's, that was frustrating. And I, I remember, I mean, I, as I, I've said before, I watched the first four series in very quick succession and I remember the first time we spoke about the show was after I'd just seen this one. Right. Um, I can't remember where we were going. We were walking so we were walking through Cardiff somewhere, and I remember we were talking about this scene. I remember having the same conversation then that it would have been far more effective to not know what she was doing. Yeah, unquestionably. And I, I remember thinking, I remember thinking back then, for, you know, I, I'd watched this very quickly um, because A, I'd fuck all else to do, and B, I was trying to catch up. And I remember thinking, I hadn't noticed as many of the holes as obviously we have now. But I remember thinking that no, it was, no, I, I've not, I'd not taken to a show um, in years. And I'd, I'd not sort of sat down and watched a show in a quick succession in years the way I had with this one. And for the most part, I enjoyed it. And there were bits that bugged me as, as we've rewatched it, I found more of them. But for the most part, I was thinking, yeah, you know what? There's enough of this I can kind of, I can go along with. I remember we had this conversation about this episode and so the end of this episode particularly. And that's at that point I went, yeah, you know what? There's there's too many things that haven't sat properly and I've just not realized, I've not been able to put a finger on what they are. And as soon as we had this conversation about the fact that they've given away too much and the story didn't really need it, 
by the time we came into season five, when that started, and from that point, I was watching it week well, week by week with everybody else. I was watching, going, yeah, well, that doesn't fucking work. Why have you done that now? And Sorry. You know, these things just have stuff. <laughs> no, it's it's it, it's fine, and it's one of those that it's. A, I mean, it's the sort of thing that I mean, if you watch it properly, you you notice it more when you when you're sort of binging it, especially when you're binging it and doing a million other things at the same time, and not really taking everything in. It's quite easy to overlook bits. Um, and yeah, it was one of those. I remember, I remember thinking, I'm thinking, right, okay, that no, what you were saying, I picked up most of it, but I hadn't really processed it. And it's just one of those. I went, yeah, you know what? That's 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 not right. That wouldn't have happened. Tyrion wouldn't have done that. We didn't need to see that with Arya. And it's just all of a sudden, it's just like, oh fuck yeah. And then as you go back and watch it, you think, right, okay, it's no, a real house. And you, and you cards, can see where it's at. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fucking Jenga for dummies. Yeah, it really um, is. And as soon, as soon as one comes out, yeah. Um, and so, so as soon as one bit comes out, you're fucked. And it was, it was like that glass shattering moment. I was like, oh yeah. And then from that point, so the, the last four seasons, I was like, right, okay, what are they going to fuck up this week? Um, so it was a bit of a, a bit double edged sword. So, I mean, it got to, I mean, certainly by season eight, it got to be a chore to watch it. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll, so we'll, we'll come to that when we get to season eight, but fuck me. Um, no, that's, that's, the, Given it's a shorter series, they're going to be long episodes. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of those, and you, you think that well, clearly there's enough. I mean, no, so I'm sort of wrapping up anyway. But clearly there's enough in the source that people have taken to it. There's no, there's enough in the, in the books that people have taken to them to an extent where HBO have been interested enough to make the show, and there's enough interest in the show for it to go on, for it to be gathering awards and nominations and making the fucking millions it's making in in bank and all the rest of it. I get all of that. But then, how much? No, how much of that is people going? Oh well, yeah, that's really interesting. Or yeah, there's tit, there's loads of tits in that. There's loads, there's violence in that, and not looking at it from a story point of view, and just looking at it from a week to week, shock to shock to shock thing, where they're saying, right, what are they going to do next? How are they going to top that? What are they, you know, how are they building up to it? Not looking at your story arcs all over the place. Your characters don't make any fucking sense because they don't know themselves, and then you completely, over, you know, you don't stick the landing of there's, any season. There's a lot of that. A lot is hand waved for this show, but look, people enjoy it, and I'm not yeah. going to take a shit on anyone else's enjoyment. Like, if people like it, great, bully for them. Yeah. You, you do right. you. you. You like yeah. whatever you like. I, as I've said many, many times, and in fact, the whole genesis behind this podcast, I have a real love hate relationship with this show because I feel at times like. It's absolutely head and shoulders above anything else currently on TV, or at the time it was anyway. But then for every moment like that, there are these just absolute, just face palm moments, like the stuff with Tyrion, or like overshooting the ending here, where I just, I can't look past it. There's too many of them. And look, no show is perfect. Not even my beloved Buffy. No show is perfect, okay? Everything has its moments you know when you when you're telling long form stories you are going to drop the ball now and again hell when you yeah, when you're you telling are. short form stories you're going to drop the ball like that's just nobody's perfect okay and making this shit is hard as we always say and and the fact that anything ever gets made is an absolute triumph but when you repeatedly drop the fucking ball and then try and pick it up again and fumble and kick it to the other end of the field as they do on fucking regular occasion here it just really yeah. starts to annoy you. And yeah, as you say, there is something that gets under your skin a little bit then when you start hearing, you know, like, for instance, when we look at the, the court scene 
and you get Emmy nominations off the back of it when we're here going, yeah, but he's pitching to the fucking... Like, unquestionably, Peter Dinklage deserves an Emmy nomination for this show, but not for that fucking episode. Like, yeah. pick a good one. Pick, you know, pick even the performance from this episode. I'm sorry, you know, just pick the fucking story about his cousin. Like, don't you don't pick that one where he's pitching for the stalls. Like, what yeah. is wrong with people? But like I said, it's you know we're the assholes. Let's make no bones about this. People enjoy it, oh, and oh yeah, absolutely, more power to them. I can't, unfortunately. Having said all of that, um, you know this episode wasn't all that bad. You say for the shit with no. Tyrion. Um, it, you know, and, yeah. and it's a typical five minutes early, and it's fine. Yeah, and it's a typical season ender. You know, we do the fucking round robin thing. We spend a little bit of time with all of our key characters, see where they are. All greatest hits, you know. But although bizarrely, bizarrely, we did leave two key characters out. We didn't see, um, we didn't see Sansa, and no. this one, and we didn't see um, Ramsay in this one. No, um, or Theon. For that matter, but they, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but yeah, Theon, like, yeah, they kind of yeah. go hand in hand, and I, I don't want to, I don't acknowledge Theon as a major character. No, um, so yeah, you, you're right. We don't see them, but I think for the characters we do see, um, say for the the misstep with Arya at the end, this feels and 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 you said this um, just now, this feels more like an ending than the previous seasons did. You know, yeah. they they all they always felt like a an opener almost, but this feels like an ending. This feels like the season has wrapped up. And here's kind of where we're going next. Um, you know, John burning Egret and moving on. Tyrion escaping. You know, um, Arya leaving the Hound behind. It all, things are wrapping up and people are moving forward to the next step of their journey. Um, to, again, Egret is treated with respect, you know. Um, and, and you know, she her death feels weighty. Shay is treated with that to disrespect, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But... You know, other than that, other than that Shay and Tywin stuff, it's again another good season four episode for me. Um, yeah, you know, no, no big and, and dramas. I think we've said that all the way through. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've said all the way through. I mean, this this has been by far the best season we've had so far, unquestionably. Um, yeah, we've had. You know, I mean, normally the structure we've had, we get two or three interesting episodes, then a lull, and then they sort of start ramping up to episode nine. And then episode 10 is kind of a non-entity because it feels like it should be the start of the next season. Here, they kind of changed the format a bit. Um, so all of a sudden, we had the the season's big um, big dramatic incident. It's still happening in episode 9. It happens in episode 2. So then we've got a season to feel the ramifications of that rather than building up to that. So that gives us... I think that gave us three or four episodes on the bounce, which were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then we had a couple of really fucking big, big problems. And then we got back into the last week and this week have been really good episodes. So I mean, it's 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 kind of taking a different form, and they've they've restructured the episodes so that there's a set piece to most episodes that you get half, maybe two thirds, even three quarters of an episode um, goes by everywhere else, and then you get the end is all in one place. It's all one storyline. It's all one sequence, and that worked for the most part. It worked really well. Again, yeah. a couple of missteps in the towards the middle of the season. But generally, we've had a good, solid season whereby you know what you're getting, but it's been good enough on drama. It's been good enough on suspense. They haven't gone out of their way to do shock and awe. Nope. And it's it's worked relatively well. Um, I think so. Going forward, you'd hope that's what's going to happen uh, in, in later seasons. <laughs> and we'll see how that pans out yeah. in the next couple, in the next, uh, couple of months. But yeah, yeah it's, I mean, no, it's all, certainly all been the best all. season we've had so far. And yeah. I think that 
as you said, apart from the last maybe five minutes, this episode was probably the be- one of the best of the season. Oh yeah, it, it's it's very very good, and I, and I think all in all, you know, save for one bad episode, there's, there's one consciously bad episode. I think being you know being the trial, save for the one bad episode, you know, mm. there's a couple of small missteps here and there, and then there's just the whole Oberyn catastrophe. But yeah. you know, we're com- com- I mean, that was a fucking travesty. Anyway, compared to what we've had in other seasons and the amount there's been to complain about, like. That's a pretty clean rap sheet, um, you know. Yeah. And say for that, like I'll I'll call it what it is. Say for that, this season's been fucking awesome. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching this season. I've had a good time with it. And you know, we're here at the end, and I'm not browbeaten and thinking, oh fucking hell, do, do you know what I mean? We got to do all this again in a month. And bearing in mind, you know, watching this season, um. Uh, you know we had we had to have a slight break because some shit happened in my life so you know if anything i should be more down on this season and finding it harder but i haven't um yeah. i've thoroughly enjoyed it and that that's that's testament to everybody that was involved with it you know it's it has been an awesome season i mean look we had fucking giants and skeletons like it's great yeah. Um, it is but, uh, definitely no, we, the best we've had that we've had yet. We, yeah, and we, we've had that. We've had new new strands of story introduced. We've had characters who've actually evolved mm-hmm. and been allowed to evolve. We haven't have had you no know, one step forward, six steps back. You know, we we've as, as a season, this has probably been the most mature of of the seasons we've had so far. Whereby it's gone right. Okay, well, in order to progress our long form story, we need to actually do some stuff with Sansa. We need to do you know. We need to do something with fucking Reek and and Ramsey because at the moment that's going fucking nowhere. We need to move on the, the threat of the whites, so we we've ramped that up a little bit. Um, no, so we no we introduced um, we introduced um, uh, the whites again. We've had no, we've had the Night King. We've no, we've we've gotten to the, the we've gotten to the Three Eyed Raven. We now know what's going or something that's going on there. We've got we've seen threats north of the wall. We've seen something come together with all of a sudden, you know this. Yes, okay, Joffrey's dead and no, Rob's dead. There's still people vying for the throne, so that's that's been brought back around and brought back into the fore. And so, no, there's so much that they've they've come back on and go right. These these things we've overlooked for the first three seasons, we now need to start on again and really push at them. And they they started pulling at those threads quite nicely. And I think the, as much as we complain about the Wonder Twins, and yes, there are some really fucking bonehead moves that we've seen and we pointed out, they've they've matured and they've evolved in the way they're te- that they're trying to tell this story as well. I'm, I'm, st- I'm not saying that they're perfect and they're getting it all right, but there are far more hits than there are misses in this season compared to season two, for example, which I didn't think we were going to make it to the end of season two. No, no, it was other seasons have been difficult. Um, and this one hasn't, It for, for the large part, um, because, you know, because the decisions that have been made have not been quite so fucking bonkers and quite so out of character, save for the few that we've mentioned, it's it's kind of washed over us a bit more, I think. And, yeah, and I we, think so. we've got to the end of the season feeling a lot more energized than we have in previous seasons. Um, were it not for the politics of scheduling, um, you know, just to, for you to peek behind the curtains, this is we were actually considering going straight through to season five um, after finishing this, but our schedules won't quite allow that to happen. So we are going to have our traditional break. But, you know, normally we get to episode 10 of a season and we need that fucking break because yeah. this this show, you know, it it does take it out of us. It, it's it's hard. 
Yeah. And I mean, just given beating that, no, we, on this thing every week. Yeah, I mean, you know? we had a break in the middle. Um, and so life kind of got in the way of it. And we had a, what, two, three-week break? Uh-huh. Um, even th- so even though this this season has taken us 13 weeks to get through, it it feels like a very quick season. It does. If It's gone far too quick. I can't believe we're here already. Um, and and we're still happy. Is, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. But part of me is also feeling quite sad because having... I mean, you know, things can alter. This is our second watch through and maybe I'll like some of the other seasons more than I remember. But sadly, memory is telling me that this is the peak. <laughs> we are at the peak of the mountain here. Yeah. Um, it And it only gets worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, worse. I, I think for me, as I watched the first four seasons in about a week, maybe a week and a half um, while I was doing other things. And so, to then go into season five and have to watch it week to week like a sucker without that ability to binge like I'd been doing for the first four seasons. Th- for me, it went downhill because I couldn't be fucking bothered to wait a week to watch the next episode and then wait a year for the next season. I could not be asked with that. And so that kind of affected my enjoyment a, a touch as well. But there are so many missteps with characters and major characters that the, 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 the missteps are the things that inform the character moving forward rather than the, the natural progression and because you have a week to dwell on it before the next episode, they were the kind of things that stood out for me more. So going forward, I think these are going to be, you know, this is going to be, um, I, th- I think we're going to struggle a lot more. And so it's certainly the, the, the next season, I think season five was kind of, until we get to the end and there's a huge fucking shitstorm coming when we get to the end of season five. Um, I think there are bits to the season which are worth, no, which are worth a damn, but when they start introducing like, the High Sparrow and the fucking religious sect, and I could give two fucks. Oh, be honest. God, that's, yeah, I forgot we got all that stuff coming. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I could give two fucks about that, and that was the one storyline I really was happy to see oh, the I, end of. Yeah, I hated that stuff. Absolutely hated it. Um, so we got that to look forward to, listeners. Um, but look, yeah, but we've the- got more Lord of Light shit coming up, and but yeah, you know, it's 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 all it's all got to come, and um, out is through and all that, so no, we'll we'll get through it and we'll 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 get to the end. Yeah, for the here and now, let's just yeah take a moment and revel in the fact that we've had an enjoyable season, hmm. and I hope that it's been entertaining to listen to because we haven't been our usual ranty, sweary self <laughs> for the majority of this. Well, I think we've that, been sweary. We just haven't. Well, not much. not as bad as usual. I think the cunt count on this season is well low. I managed I've managed to slip two in this episode now, but. You know, I think yeah. I think in general we've been far more upbeat, unpleasant, and jovial this season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Let us know if that's a thing you want more of. We won't be able to do it, but you know. ultimately, let us know if we're if we're really deluded and actually we've been worse than we think we have. That's quite possible as well. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we have. I think we've been relatively positive, but let us know. But yeah, relatively positive. I think is how I would sum it up. Definitely, definitely the best season of the show. Uh, unless something's going to happen in the next four seasons to prove me wrong. And do you know what? I would love it if it did. I would love it if rewatching one of these seasons, I was able to go, actually, do you know what? I was really fucking good. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing is that, I mean, it's it's frustrating because I said, you, know, you have a love hate relationship with the show. I've come at this as a pseudo fan. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. First time around, there were things that niggled. And then as, as we've gone through, things have rankled more and more and more. But I cannot. You come at it, and for me, it's more frustration because I know how good it can be and how good it is in places, 
yeah. then when it when it goes wrong, it really fucking goes wrong, and that's the bit that wangs my chung. And that's not for me. That's why it's worth doing the show because we, you know, we get to talk about these things. We get to get these things off our chest. Um, and yeah, I think that you no, know, it's it's. I'm hoping it's shown this season that it's been a lot more positive and it's been a lot more enjoyable a season than we've had in the past. Yeah, hopefully. And if nothing else, hopefully it shows you that we're not just miserable pricks or assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, um, we'd love to hear from people. So get in touch. Um, let us know what you think. Um, as I said, now, if, if you've enjoyed the, uh, if you enjoyed this of the, the slightly more upbeat uh, season we've had this year, let us know. Um, not so this year, this season. Um, you can get in touch with us via our website, ddpodcast.net, um, where you can also find some of our other shows. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. On Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network, uh, give us a like, give us a share, give us, leave some comments. We'll uh, we'll we'll get back to you if we can. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from, be that iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, Overcast. Um, again, subscribe, like, leave us a comment. Um, the more feedback we get from you guys, the better we can make the shows. Uh, but until next time, game over.